Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The day of reckoning for residential tenants is coming, and it's just around the corner. Governments all over are left scrambling, trying to handle the expiration of the moratorium on evictions. But just as the day of reckoning is looming for tenants who are behind on their rent, some politicians are working behind the scenes to protect tenants who have been impacted by the pandemic. Still others are using the pandemic as a pretext for overreach and actively penalizing landlords. In my home city of Ottawa, Canada, one city councillor put a motion in front of the city's Community and Protective Services Committee. Motions recommended by the committee eventually go in front of city council for a vote. The wording of the motion called on the province to ban all residential rental evictions, except in case of threats to public safety, until the COVID-19 pandemic is effectively contained. At the end of a long meeting, the committee carried that motion. Now, if this motion were in fact to be approved by City Council, this means that if there's an agreement to terminate the lease between the landlord and the tenant, the tenant doesn't actually need to leave and can stay as long as they like with no fear of eviction. It also means if a tenant sends the landlord a notice to terminate the lease, but they don't actually need to leave when they said they were going to, and they would face no fear of eviction. They could overhold a lease as long as they like. If a tenant exercises bad behavior and is disturbing the peace, they can't be evicted. And if a tenant simply refuses to pay rent with no demonstrable financial hardship, they can't be evicted either. Since none of those reasons have anything to do with the pandemic and the economic impact resulting from the pandemic, why would government have the right to eliminate one of the few remedies at a landlord's disposal? One of the lawyers who represents the landlord community called that city councillor and convinced them to change the wording of the motion to make it a bit more balanced for landlords. The original wording was so broad and encompassing that it went far beyond protecting tenants from the pandemic. It meant that tenants could not be evicted for any reason except a threat to public safety. After discussion with this lawyer, the city councillor was convinced to revise the wording, and under the revised wording, tenants can be affected for bad behavior, for agreements to terminate, for a tenant notifying the landlord of termination, if the landlord needs the home for their personal use, and finally, if there's an outright refusal to pay. The wording was amended to say that if the tenants don't have the money to pay rent because of the pandemic, the federal and provincial government would step in to provide the financial assistance that would ultimately help the tenant pay the rent, and that's the right way to solve the problem. But here's where the story took a turn. The city councillor agreed that the suggested wording was an improvement, but then later in the day changed their mind and reversed their support for the revised wording changes. Now here's where I start to lose faith in at least one person who was elected to a position of power to make decisions. You see, the argument is that housing is a basic human right. And in a city where winter temperatures drop to minus 40 degrees, I agree with that notion completely. Housing is a basic human right. But there's a difference between saying housing is a human right and specifically targeting one type of business owner alone to guarantee that human right. Food is a human right as well. I don't see government stepping in and telling the grocery store owner that they have to allow anyone who comes into the store to steal as much as they like with no consequence. I don't see governments telling car manufacturers that basic transportation is essential to life in our modern society, and therefore they must let anyone who walks in help themselves to a car on the lot. And I don't see governments telling lawyers that since justice is a human right, 
lawyers must allow their clients not to pay their legal bills. This distorted motion is going to be voted by city council within the next day or so, and I have no idea which way the vote's going to go. I hope the remainder of city council will know how dangerous this motion is and defeat it. So why am I telling you this? You're not going to influence the outcome at city council in my home city, but I can virtually guarantee that similar discussions are underway in virtually every city council and town council around the world, and it's your job to get in contact with your local politicians and educate them on the alternative solutions to what is certainly a complex problem. And if your local politician uses the housing as a basic human right argument, then you can agree with them as long as they extend the human rights protection to all the other basic human rights and similarly penalize the grocery store, the restaurants, the emergency room doctor, the lawyer, and provide complete protection from paying any of those bills as well. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.